Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? What is going on? Well, hey, welcome to What is the Point? Week five. Yes, week five. And so uh, we have been on this journey of just talking through all the different facets of our life, talking about what is the point. And so I'm here with Jody Dow, and I'm here with Bryce Clark. Guys, guys. what's going on? Oh, hey. What's new? Wow. (laughs) Uh, Aside from the new year... A year? I feel like... A year's new. I mean, we have a lot going on right now. We have two of our rooms, like, torn up at our house because we're painting and... Getting baby ready. Yep, getting baby ready. Yeah, for me, uh, just... Not getting baby ready. Not getting baby ready, but waking up early in the morning and starting my day off fresh at the gym. Getting swole. Getting yoked. Just trying to stay in shape. Lose those those 10 pounds I gained during Christmas. Yeah, he's got like seven layers on, on, but it looks (laughs) thick right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about you? What's new? Uh, We've been purging our whole house. So uh, going through, holding each item, asking if it sparks joy. (laughs) (laughs) And most items do, I'm sure. Oh, I a lot more things spark joy for me than does for Mel. I'm so. guessing your TV really sparks joy. Abs- I, I didn't even need to hold that. I just looked at it. I knew. <laughs> Chuck Absolutely. and I are the same way. I'm like, this can go, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I just realized how like everything holds nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I like go through one day and I'm like, keep, 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 keep. I love all these things. And then I go back the next day. I'm like, oh man, I need to get rid of all of these things. So it is a super weird process, but it's What I awesome. love about purging is like the moment you have to make the decision, you're like, oh, I really don't want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But then you get rid of it yeah. and it's passed and you're like, that oh, was never the best miss thing it I ever again. did. Never yeah. think about it again. Absolutely. Just get past the moment. That's yep. literally how it works. Yeah. Um, so I'd highly suggest it to anybody out there that's looking to, uh, you know, just open up some space in your mind and uh, feel decluttered. And That's really clear up your mind space for that 2020 oh, vision. My Ooh, come on. gosh. There we go. <laughs> there for it the is. new year. There new it is. You. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, one of the things that we kind of want to hit on today, um, which I love, uh, Jeremy's actually been in a series of this called A Thousand Minutes. So, um, if you do the math, luckily I did that earlier. Um, it takes, uh, uh, that's about 16 hours. 1,000 minutes is about 16 hours. So uh, that's about your waking hours in a day. And so we've been talking through what you do today impacts your tomorrow. So what do you have to do today that can impact your tomorrow? And uh, it's sort of like a domino effect. So you build up those days and days and days, become weeks, mm-hmm. become months, become years. And you can look back at yourself five years from now, 10 years from now, and see where you've come from. Uh, and so it, uh, that's been super eye-opening for me. It's been very, very helpful kind of going through that. So uh, if any of that sparks anything for you, head back, listen to this past podcast Mm -hmm. that's on there uh, and see what Jeremy's talking about. Actually, the past two uh, were both pretty helpful, but just questions to throw out to you guys. You guys are 
Uh, Bryce, Jody, you guys are some of the most disciplined people that I know. Some of the most consistent people that I know. I know. Those it's are a bold I, statement. Those are big more people. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I'm about to ask for some money from you guys. So yeah, butter you up there before you I ask. Um, but no, uh, you, you really are. You guys are very, very consistent. Um, I can depend on you. I know uh, primarily the, like the choices and the decisions that you make. Um, I trust them, and I know. Oh, that is a decision Jody would make. That's a decision Bryce would make. You don't usually surprise me. Um, man, tell me what goes into that. Like, how do you make good decisions consistently? Like, how do you stay consistent, stay disciplined? I think it's a muscle, you know, the same way Bryce goes to the gym every morning and we can almost see those biceps starting to pop through. Um, but I I should have never said that as an opening. No, never. Cause we will always use it from now on. (laughs) But I do think that the more we make quality decisions, the more we make good decisions, even the same one over and over and over again to develop a habit or routine, Mm -hmm. the more we exercise that muscle and not that it gets easy in a complacent or flippant way, but it becomes easier. It's like, okay, I'm going to start waking up 10 minutes earlier in my day. The more times we decide to do that, the easier waking up 10 minutes earlier becomes over the long term. So it's a lot like to reference what Jeremy was saying. He was saying what we do right now, it affects tomorrow. You don't always see the massive payout or payoff of that decision one day in, but five years in, three years in, 10 Mm -hmm. years in, you can look back and you can see that. So sometimes it's easier to tell where am I making really good, consistent decisions by looking back two years, three years, five years and saying, what was something I started doing then or saying then or deciding then that is easier today to remind ourselves of that growth. Mm. That's good. I feel like uh, with decisions, it can be overwhelming sometimes if you have a lot of decisions Mm -hmm. to make. And so what also is really helpful for me, because I I don't always make best decisions, you know, great decisions. I I try to, but sometimes I make a wrong or bad decision and I have to learn from it. But I think when I'm making the most, when I'm not making good decisions, it's usually because I'm overwhelmed with so many decisions Mm -hmm. and I don't have a clear headspace to make good decisions. And so for me, um, really trying to focus on are the decisions that I'm making the ones that only I can make? And, you know, there's a lot of decisions in my life that I probably don't even have to make, but I'm like spending time on trying to make those decisions. And they're not really even that important where there's something that's really, really important that I should be dedicating my time to and making decisions on that. So for me, it's like recognizing, okay, what are, what are the priority of decisions I have in my day that I have to make? And let's focus on the ones that are going to be best. Yeah. Um, so if you know that you're not in a good headspace, you know that you're not in a good spot to make maybe even a big decision, what do you do? Um, do you just get away? Do you, like, what's helpful for you? Yeah. Um, often I'll, I'll write out all the things that I think I have to do, and then I'll, like, circle the top three most important ones. Just get it and I'll forget. Yeah, and I'll forget yeah. about all the other ones, and I'll say, okay, now these three things are actually what I'm going to do, and if, whether that's a sticky note or I write it in my planner or I put it on my calendar as a to-do, I'm like, these three things I'm going to do, and if I don't get – or if I get these done, then I can move on to the other decisions. Sometimes, though, it's like phoning in a friend, you know, and having mm-hmm. a good good people to talk to, good community to go to, and saying, hey, um, I need to make this big decision. I'm overwhelmed with all these decisions I can make. Can you shed some light onto this? Because here's what I'm thinking. Here's where my mind's going. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So that I guess that would be more if it's like a big decision that I'm making and I feel overwhelmed by it, and I really want to make sure that that's um, a quality decision I'm making and that my mind's in the right direction. I'll lean on friends. 
Wow, that's weird. That, is that why I got so many missed calls from you last night? Well, <laughs> I had I had some big. You should have picked up, John, because it. it was a big deal. Bummer. Uh, just where to go eat? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't find Kidoba, so <laughs> absolutely. Uh, no, this is something I hear young adults talk about all the time, and I'm sure you've heard about it. Maybe even you've thought about it, where you're like, ah, I mean. I'll figure this out when I get in my career. I'll figure this out when I, there's always a, well, it doesn't necessarily matter now. So the decisions that I make now, I can live this way now because I know later, um, you know, then I'll get serious about that. Then I'll make the changes I need to make. It's the the primary put it off until later. Mm. And I hear this stuff all the time, but what you do now matters the people you're around now matters. This will shape who you are because every decision you make now uh, is, you know, you're becoming something. So what are you becoming? And so uh, remember that's important. So know that there's a sense of urgency to this. Like there, what you do now matters. What you do today mm-hmm. matters. And uh, if you do want to end up somewhere on purpose in the next five years, yeah, you got to start now. <clears throat> Absolutely. And so uh, just for you guys, just so we know, um, what are some of those most beneficial routines that you have in your day uh, or week um, or marriage, Jody, um, or single life, Bryce, um, that you found helpful for you? Uh, one of the most helpful things for Chuck and I is we have a weekly date night and it gets like it, we can't cheat on that. So I think we've talked about that in one of the other episodes that we can have like for us, we know one of those date nights could be out with friends in a gathering, but that it's really important that three out of four of those are just the two of us because we're so busy. So for instance, next week, um, Chuck won't get home before 7 p.m. at the earliest any day of the week. So he's gone late. So it's really important for us to set aside an evening. And dates don't have to be fancy for us. They can even be stay-at-home dates, but they're intentional time that is set aside just for us that other things or distractions can't um, be the forefront of. So we can go see a movie, but part of that is on the way to and from the movie or at dinner, we're having conversation. Yeah, You lock so, eyes for at least 20 seconds. Uninterrupted eye contact. John, that's what you do when you Tell each love. other compliments. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mel and I do that. I just okay. That normal. Just yeah. No, like, we have, a, we have a, a height difference. It's really awkward to like go... He'll sometimes he'll just stare at me and I'm like, please stop doing that. That makes me really uncomfortable. Um, but that's really important in our marriage. And then probably for me personally, my most consistent, if I look at the last five years of my life, there's been a lot of things that seasonally I was really consistent in or really good at, but most consistent is my morning routine of I, and what time in the morning that is has changed yeah. at times over the last five years. But that time remains of I'm up. I have, um, it used to be a cup of coffee. Now it's 32 ounces of water of, I have my morning drink of whatever that is. And I have time to sit and spend with Jesus. Even that has looked different over five years. Sometimes that's a devotional that I'm working through. Sometimes that's really heavy on the journaling side. Sometimes that's way heavier on reading scripture or on prayer, but I have this time set aside of what does my at a soul level, what do I need to start my day off correctly? And I do that before I get ready for the day. So, um, yeah, really start your day off. Yeah. Before hair, before makeup, before the 12,000 options of like, which shirt do I want to wear today? I spend time there. It's so easy to just 
plug and play and mm-hmm. just get going and you know you don't even think about um yeah filling yourself up kind of before that well and if you do pu- plug and play like that and you're like okay I'm going to start my day and I know this is important to me I want to get my reading or my quiet time but I'll just get it in a gap later on in the day. Right. Well, that gap is never there no. by the time it comes around. Or so you're setting when I first up. started, yeah. I would like get ready. And so you're always racing the clock. Absolutely. And then I yep. realized, man, I don't want to feel that way about approaching yeah. my day in Jesus. So instead I race the clock on like, yeah, some days you look like you're wearing a hat because you ran out of time to do your hair. But I'd rather run out of time to do my hair than to run out of time to really I noticed a huge difference between feeling settled and centered for my day versus not. Absolutely. But you don't, here's what I would say. It's one of those habits that increases over time and the benefit of it came over time too. Because when I first started, super spiritual here, I don't know that I noticed a huge difference. And I'd be like, and you're probably eh. like, how do I do this? Right. You know, <laughs> you know, but right. like, yeah, I'm not doing this right. Or this isn't working, yep. but years in creating that habit, I can look back and I can see even when I thought it wasn't working, it was, and it was building that muscle in my heart of mm-hmm. what does it look like to start my day? Not about me. That's great. I'm like you, Jody, where I can see that, um, one of the most important things that I, try to do on a regular basis is having that quiet time or is spending time with God. Um, And I would say with that also like my morning uh, workouts, like taking care of my physical health uh, is a routine that really those two things combined, if I'm doing that, really starts my day uh, off on the right foot and I'm very grounded the whole day. But that's really not, those are really important things. But the thing that allows me to do that, if I look even deeper, if I take it a step back, for me is going to bed on time. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't go to bed on time, I'm not waking up on time. That's real I'm not right getting there. in the word on time. I'm not getting my workout. Then it's 8 o'clock, I'm rolling into the day, and I don't feel very good, and I'm not grounded. So for me, it's like going to bed at 10 o'clock is the most important routine that I have mm-hmm. right now. And so I take it a step further is what's coming right before that because that's really what's going to set that up for me. And I think those are important things. Like those are the fun things you start to learn about yourself of, oh, sleep is actually probably one of the most important things. And so you have to prioritize that and that is the kicker. And so as you start to set these habits, you start to learn how, yeah. how am I, like how is my body scientifically wired to work? You really do Or you do start that. to... Like it's silly the dependence you'll have once you start drinking 100 ounces of water a day. The first day you miss it, you're like, oh, I don't have to pee every 20 minutes. This is really nice. But then the second day you miss it, you're like, man, why do I feel funny all of a sudden? Like why do I feel heavy? Why do I feel – and then you're like, oh, it's because I haven't been drinking my water. And that habit of dependence, for me, hydration on a physical side, one of the most important factors of if I have an okay feeling – day mm-hmm. healthy wise. So it's the fun part about building habits is you'll start to Absolutely. discover these weird idiosyncrasies about yourself. Yeah. For Chuck right. going to um, bed at a certain time, like he knows he needs a certain number of like hours of sleep. He literally knows this is my minimum. This is my max of what he needs. And he can do the math because he's up at five forty-five. not like waking up. He is mm-hmm. up. Day has started by that point every single day. And so it's super important to him. And I'm like our first six months married, it was super annoying. So I'm like, who wakes up that early in the morning? And he's the loudest human you'll ever meet in the mornings. (laughs) So I'm like, this is the worst. 
And for him, he's like, who stays up past 11 o'clock? Like, please be quiet. I'm trying to sleep and having to adjust what our preferences were there to really fit. Once I learned the most important thing for his day being successful is for him to be able to start his day with his routine on time and adjusting my personal preference to know, okay, that means I, he needs to be asleep by this time. So that's one of those things I never thought I would be able to function as early in the morning as I have learned to since being married to Chuck. Because my morning routine was never at 5.45 in the morning. My morning routine's at like that solid 8.30 hour. (laughs) Right. Which is important to know kind of what works for you. But I think the most important thing there that I took away is that – to really reflect on what's working and what's not working, mm-hmm. you have to have good data. Uh, and to have good data, you have to have data in the first place to work with. So if you're all over the place every single day of the week, it'd be really hard for me to tell, okay, what's working and what's not working because every day I'm doing something different with my routine. But if I can hone in a couple things and I can stay consistent on those things for an extended period of time, I can start to say, wow, that really made a difference here. Or, man, that thing, uh, I, I think that's what's you know making me feel like I have no energy today. Yeah, like he tested, um, and this is before my time, but he tested different amounts of sleep and how he felt. So how do I feel at this many hours? How do I feel at this many hours? To try to figure out a little bit his REM cycle, and now he knows, and he's like this precious... <laughs> man of routine wow <laughs> yeah and here's what i hear you guys saying is like it doesn't necessarily matter it's not like one thing that you do that has made you into the person that you are it's um the best routine you have is having a routine yeah and mm. uh that kind of what you're saying this doesn't have to be daily this can be weekly because i know some of you have different schedules i know different seasons of my life have not always been oh i work a nine to five so nine right. to five i'm here and then it's you know it, it was like ah oh, sometimes i'm night sometimes i'm weekend sometimes mm-hmm. this doesn't look the way that i want it to and uh, i literally can't wake up early on this day because of what I have late at night on this day. Right. And so um, even just developing that weekly routine or knowing, hey, when I work nights, this is my routine. When I work mornings, this is my routine. Um, And establishing that is just super helpful because when you get busy, you will cut out what is most important to you. Um, That's just with every single person. Uh, It's very, very tough to protect that time when other things are are fighting for that. And so um, even kind of what, Jody, what you were kind of talking about where you're like, hey, you know, I've got that routine in the morning. I've noticed how different I feel after I've done that. Um, I guess one of my next questions would be like, what are you able to do now that you never thought you would be able Mm -hmm. to do? Because you had kind of mentioned like even when I first started doing some of these things, I didn't think I was doing it right. It wasn't an immediate thing. But now that I look back, I'm like, oh, man, I never thought that I would be able to do the thing I'm doing now but because of my consistency, I am. Right. I. So, one, I feel like I can adjust my morning routine up by a full... I mean, I'm typically in my chair starting that by 6.15, 6.20 now, which I, when I started, I felt like my 8 o'clock hour was really early, and there was no way I could have done more. Well, my life looked different then. So my nights were a lot later. I wasn't in bed mm-hmm. as often, but... I think what I've been able to do is that I 
didn't feel possible at the beginning is to quiet my brain in that moment because I think that was part of what made me feel like I was failing at the beginning is I would sit there and I would do it almost because, well, this is what I need to do right now. The whole time I'm thinking of the 12 things I'm going to do when I'm done with this check mark. And so by doing it and doing it and doing it, I finally was able to convince my brain that the rest of those things that need to be done will still be there and will happen when this is finished so that I spend less time worrying about them and more time focusing on that habit and intention. So I think I've been able to to do that. And at the beginning, when you start, it doesn't really feel possible. And the quieter I can get my mind to be during those moments, then the more I feel like I'm really learning and experiencing. Like I've had more opportunities in the last two years to read the same story from the Bible that I had grown up for 28 years, like learning and being able to read it in a way that I made it so clear. And I was like, how have I read this? Mm for this many years and not notice this about the story. And I think that happened because over the course of time, my brain learning to be quiet and to experience that. And then I've tried to take that habit into the next thing. So now when I'm in conversation with a person who's needing to tell me about a problem or ask for my opinion, can I quiet my mind to focus on them and not the 30 other things I want to be doing or need to be doing Mm -hmm. or the to-do list. Like how do I give that person priority in that moment? And so I didn't realize the connection that that actually stemmed from me learning to do that in my morning routine until I had done it enough times to go back and look at it. It's like training yourself to be present in the moment, but it started with that one routine and then it trickled into everything else. Right. Yeah. And then I think you see that spillover effect in a lot of ways. And that's something that I crave and I miss. So even when Chuck and I travel, that's still something that for both of us, our kind of morning routine, um, is still seen even on vacation. Now it may not be at 545 for him. It may not be at 615. It may be pushed back, but that way we start our day and our process looks very similar no matter where we're at. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. And one of the things that's coming to mind, because I, I think a lot of people would see me as a routine person. Um, at least that's what I've been told. And so um, even for me, having a routine seven days a week for six months, the same one, is exhausting. And that will burn me out as well. So I have to give myself the grace and the permission that when I am traveling or I am taking time off or I am trying to rest, that I don't have to do that routine and I, every single day. I think day. it goes back to what you value. So yeah. like if my value of my routine is starting my day with Jesus, that can look 30 different ways. Yep. So it, I may not take every book that I work through at home on vacation with me, but it's still the value of spending time with Jesus. If your value of your morning routine is movement, you may not do a full hour long workout when you're on family mm-hmm. vacation because your family's like, Bryce, we've got stuff to go do. We're going and eating yeah, pancakes. Be a part of this family, like, Bryce. Be a part of the family yeah. <laughs> vacation. But you may say, okay, awesome. I have time for 10 minute walk down the beach. Absolutely. Because the value is in the habit. The value is not in the checklist or the yep. details. That's where it becomes rigid. That's where it becomes religious in a yucky way, like in yep. a legalistic way. Mm-hmm. And so- the habit continues. That's what makes it strong and habits create momentum, but it's not, you're married to the habit, not the 
the, the way that of it. the way yes. it's done. Yeah, yeah, and I. That's exactly it because it comes to your personality. What do you enjoy? Because I could say, man, hitting the gym every morning sounds so awful to me. I've done it for Although a period of time. Although he does it. <laughs> I've done it for a period of time. Currently. I, I'm like, I would wake up all day at 6 a.m. to go play basketball in the morning. That sounds yeah. amazing. Uh, waking up at 6 a.m. to go lift weights in the morning, that sounds awful. So just – planning around that routine and making it things that you enjoy because so many people see habits and routines and oh like discipline and you think oh that sucks like that's going to be tough it's going to be things I don't like I have to eat celery every day or kale Mm -hmm. and then I have to work out every day or run x amount of miles and I hate running no go biking go rowing do something else that you actually enjoy like that type of fitness could be done playing ball or um, yeah, going for walks. There's so many. And you know what? If you spent time doing those things, like if you woke up every day and you loved playing basketball Uh, and you go play basketball at 6am, you may end up finding yourself when you're done playing basketball saying, I'm going to go do a few push-ups because then I'm I'm a lot stronger on the court and I'm already here. Yeah. Or like, Hey, if I, uh, went for a 10 minute jog tonight, pushing Beckham around the neighborhood, I'd play a lot better when I show up at the court tomorrow. And so you start to find yourself when you will build a habit in a healthy way, you start to find yourself doing things you thought you'd never do and actually enjoying them. You start to find yourself eating a piece of celery and it not being because you're punishing yourself. Habits and discipline are not about punishing yourself. Yes. Even when you think about our parents disciplining us as a kid and natural consequences, natural consequences weren't there as punishment. Natural consequences are there to remind us of the habit or the positive behavior the next time. Like, punishment was, it was different, but we too often, we are like, Oh, I need to be better at this. So I'm going to punish myself into doing it. And I just don't know that that builds habits in a long lasting, healthy way. Yeah. That, that'll work short term for sure. Yeah. Yep. Short term. I think it gives you a really cool 30 day before and after picture and a really terrible 30 year habit. Well, it's one of those where it's like, Hey guys, look what I did. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that again. So right. I'm never doing that again. It's not practical. And it takes you yeah, backwards. You can't usually. build on it. And so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> even with this, from hearing what you guys say, what do you enjoy now that you didn't enjoy at the beginning of whatever process it was, but you knew like, hey, this was going to be healthy for me. This is something that I reverse engineer your life where you're like, okay, five years from now, I want this. So I know I need to do this, even though right now I don't enjoy it. I will. Like what, how, how did you decide what that is? And then like, what are some of those things now that you enjoy that at the beginning of that process, you did not? The best way to look at it, um, is to think about why you're doing the habit and how the habit that you're trying to create, um, can help you become the person you want to be. And there's a forward vision and hope of tomorrow that fuels what you're doing in the present moment. So an example of this for me, I mean, when I was a kid, I was, uh, overweight in high school and in middle school. Um, picks. Uh, I will share the we'll picks. You don't want to see them. But um, <laughs> like I tried out for basketball, didn't make the team. I was water boy. I tried out for football. I was too short and too big to <laughs> do anything. So I was fourth string. They created a fourth string so, you so could. I could be on the team <laughs> because they couldn't cut anyone. Like it was one of those things. And so I, I remember one summer my dad, uh, he actually left uh, – he was in the Air Force, and he left to Saudi Arabia for a year. And one thing that I wanted to grow in, because um, I would get in trouble, and he'd always be like, hey, go run a lap around the um, 
uh, you know, neighborhood, yeah. which, which, your weakness which was, was, your a, was yeah. a punishment. Um, but I know as he left, I was like, man, with my dad gone, like, I just felt this deep need to like, be a better man, to be a better, and I was in eighth grade. So what man was the I? Man I, I don't know. Absolutely. I was the man yeah. of the house. So I'm like, I'm going to get my ish together. And so what I did is I started running on my own. And I remember when I first started, I absolutely hated running. It was the worst thing. Like I, getting through a mile was tough. And I remember like every step I was like, can I walk? Can I please walk? Can I please walk? Can I please walk? But, but I stuck with it. Uh, I stuck with running. And over time, it became something that I actually enjoyed. And as I started to, to run more, I started to lose weight. And as I started to lose weight, I started to eat healthy. And as I started to eat healthier, you know, all of these things happen. Where now I've created this routine where I was r- just trying to run a mile maybe every other day. I'm, I'm working out every day. I'm trying different activities like um, going to the gym or, and lifting weights or biking and all of these things. Well, m- just recently, I never thought I'd be able to do this, but I ran a marathon. Um, and like looking back, like the person that I was never would have thought that I could run a marathon, like even finish, like even walk a marathon. And so like that was just shows me that something that was really, really hard for me to do after I started doing it, it became easier and it kind of bled into these other areas of my life, which then created these healthy habits, which then allowed me to chase this long-term, really big goal that I had this last year to run a marathon. And so it's just like taking those small steps like and having a forward vision, which I didn't have at that age that I was mm-hmm. wanted to run a marathon, but I did have a forward vision that I wanted to be a healthy person and I wanted to take care of myself so I could take care of the people around me. Yeah. And I can attest, Bryce wiped the floor with me. Uh, I helped train for that marathon and- uh, You did. I got <laughs> blown away several times. So <laughs> Bryce is a legit runner. So if you're looking for a runner buddy, there you go. Well, I will say the 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 having a, a, t- a team and a group of people to run with really helped because even now me running a marathon wasn't easy. You had yeah. to start five months ahead of time and had to have a consistent, okay, we're going to run 10 miles every Saturday just to entertain the idea. So even then it's still a big goal, but you start small. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that's good. And I know even for me, um, there's definitely been things that I know I've wanted to do and I'm a little bit scared to do them because I know the work that it's going to take mm-hmm. to put in to do that. Uh, one of them for me is just public speaking. It's always been my biggest fear, but something that I know I could capitalize if I got to a spot that I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it took several, still now, takes several, several uh, moments where it, I get the butterflies. Um, sometimes I'll throw up before I do it. It gets easier the more you do it, the, the more you work that muscle, um, the, the, the more that you, uh, yep, just use it. it. It gets easier. It gets better. You have some mess ups. You have some failures. You, you, it's not always 10 steps forward. Sometimes it's, you know, five forward, two back, and it's a slow, steady pace up, but uh, it's worth it. And man, just the, if I would have been so scared of failure at the beginning part of that, um, I, I probably would have never started, mm-hmm. but just starting that journey is important and saying, Hey, I know this is scary, but every single day I'm going to take that next step. Uh, I'm going to move forward in this. Uh, I'm going to continue this routine. Even, uh, if I may not be great at it yet, um, I'm going to allow myself the grace to get good at it. Um, cause I know, man, that's exactly what, what Jesus would do. Cause I know we all have purpose. We all have this mission for our life. And so, uh, not backing away from that. It should be scary. 
mm-hmm. it should be things that you're like, hey, I know I probably can't do this on my own. So there has to be accountability. There has to be people that are with you, whether that be runner buddies or or people that are you know coercing you and saying, hey, here's an opportunity to speak. You want to take it? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. But I should. But, <laughs> yes, but I will. Uh, not even I should, but yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, um, this is going to help me get to where I want to go. This is going to help me um, – uh, do that mission on a grand, grander scale. Um, so I'm going to take it. So those types of things are huge. And so, um, I know even in Jeremy's message, you talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago, look at yourself five years from five years ago, uh, today, where were you at? And so, um, I'm sure you would be proud of the person you are now, uh, the five years, or there would be a couple decisions that you'd say, man, I wish that I got a, a repeat on that. And it wasn't, those one or two decisions, it was probably the habits that you had before that, where maybe you got caught on those one or two decisions, or one of those two decisions came became public, where it was multiple before that. But uh, there's a lot of stuff there. And so uh, this is all the time we got today. But uh, do want to leave us with one more takeaway, uh, something that you took away from today that you're like, hey, if I could leave you with one thing, the most important thing, what would it be? I really think the most important thing is to just choose one, like choose your one thing that you're going to take from being an idea or a dream and make it that habit. So whatever that is, whether it's, I'm going to read for five minutes every day, I'm going to walk for five minutes every day. I'm going to drink five ounces, whatever it is, start small and do it consistently over time. Uh, Growth and becoming the person you want to be and building healthy routines, healthy habits, doesn't happen overnight. Yep. It happens over time. I love it. And so... There uh, it is. Yes, that's exactly it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Bruce. Well, you probably could have, but <laughs> <laughs> I no, got there. Absolutely. It's a domino effect. Keep on going. You're doing good stuff. Keep it going. Um, you want to check out some more stuff about this topic, just revert back to the podcast last week or two weeks ago uh, of Jeremy's message. Super, super helpful. But again, any questions, any thoughts, you can always email us at what is the point at northpointchurch.tv. What is the point at northpointchurch.tv? We will get back to you, but we love you all. We'll see, we'll see ya. See ya. See ya.